0: Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the. With, I started the Chris and Sandy show, but you know what? We're the Metro Buzz today because yeah. we have another show called The Chris and Sandy Show, but we're the Metro Buzz today. And we've got a great show for you, as we always say. We've got Kerry Bringle coming on, he's a pit master of peg leg um, porker. And we're definitely excited to have him on to talk a little bit about his story, about what he's doing, about his book, and to talk about Nashville, because that's what the Metro Buzz is. We bring positive news about Nashville, and we're excited to have him on board. So, Carrie. after some technical difficulties, (laughs) welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank
1: you very much. I appreciate y'all having me today. Oh, thank you so (laughs) much. It's
0: definitely our pleasure. For being here. Um, Now, I always like to start our shows in this day and time. As you know, we're in a rough period of time, especially as a restaurant you know, with COVID and all that's affected everybody. Um, How has COVID affected what you do and what are some things you've done to kind of maneuver through that? Well, Well,
1: it's affected our business in a large way. We've we've lost 50 percent of our revenues over the last year.
0: Oh, well. it was wow. very
1: painful at one point we had to furlough you know all of our most of our employees, about forty mm-hmm. some odd employees uh, for about six weeks and that was wow. Painful. Wow. you know you never like to look at somebody and tell them you don't have a job for them when uh, right. they've been a, a great team member and uh, so uh, it affected us in that way. We had to change a lot of our procedures uh, it wasn't too drastic on the procedural change of course, everybody's got to wear a mask and and gloves mm-hmm. and they were already wearing gloves and, and you know restaurants are already safe places and when it comes to cleanliness and hygiene yeah, we have right. to keep those practices in place at all times and uh, so we had to take those measures a little bit further we've got people spaced out uh you know uh, stuff like that more yeah. cleaning of tables and chairs and everything but uh we've uh we've made the pivot and everything has been uh good we're just ready for stuff to get back to normal Uh, same here we We definitely know
0: that and you know there was another show that we do which I said at the beginning the Chris and Sandy show that we launched January of last year and you know when COVID happened that really kind of took off the show because it was like all of a sudden the entertainers that we interview slowed down and we were like oh um they're they now have time for our show (laughs) Yeah, that's right. and yeah. so we took advantage of that. We did over 300 interviews last year. So although COVID affects different people different, for us it kind of mm-hmm. raised the bar for us.
1: It did. Yeah, good. Good.
0: <clears throat> so, at what age did you know that barbecue was kind of in your blood and you were meant to do this?
1: Well, I probably knew at a very young age that I wanted to. Uh, do barbecue. I, I didn't know at that time that I wanted to do it for a living or that I yeah. would make a career or a lifestyle brand out of it, but I started cooking at probably 10 with my uncle and with my grandfather, and it was something that was very special to me, not only in the time that I got to spend with them, but I really enjoyed the process. I enjoyed learning about it, and I loved the flavor. Uh, my oh, wow. family was very... Uh, is is very uh, into barbecue and always has been. Uh, they're all from West Tennessee, and so uh, it was kind of in our blood and and mm-hmm. something that was highly revered uh, from a very young age, and that was taught to me uh, to revere barbecue mm-hmm. and and uh, to know how special it was.
0: Well, I love that. You know, you know, like like with our shows, we bring on our little nine year old to be we part do. of the show, to ask Isn't one or two it, questions, yeah. too, in each episode. And it's really cool because when you can um, bring in family with that. So will you be a kind of a part of this family tradition is really cool to hear. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. <clears throat> so um, you've done a lot of championships and all that, and um, contests. Tell us how you prepare for that.
1: Well, I don't, uh, you know, I've done Memphis in May for 28 years and which is the world championship for pork barbecue Mm -hmm. um and you know i I used to prepare a whole lot uh because it was you know it was when i was younger of course i was very driven to go and to win that thing and to try and do my best and learn everything that i could and uh now we kind of have it down on what we're going to do we might change it up a little bit but not a whole lot the barbecue competition scene has changed a great deal over the years. And so um, it's a lot different now than it was when I started out. And people are using a lot different things, a lot more techniques and injections and this and that. Wow. It used to be I mean. that you just cooked what you cooked for your friends and family, and that's what you turned in. And Even one of you didn't. And now uh, people are using just every tip and trick in the book and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and creating some very unique flavors. That you might not necessarily feed to your family or friends. They just kind of get that <laughs> right. judge, you know, one bite that uh, that is the the most flavorful. And so um, it's a it's a it's an undertaking. Depending on where you're going and what you're doing, yeah. you have to get a lot of equipment there, and so yeah. that can be very right. tough. There's sort of two two schools of competition. There's your KCBS where you can do it with some smaller grills and and, and a smaller setup. But then there's the MBN, which is all pork, and it's either whole hog shoulder or ribs, and it's a lot more elaborate, and you gotta have a lot bigger equipment to do those type of competitions.
0: Oh, uh, wow! Right. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about your book, Barbecue for Dummies. Oh, yes. <laughs> Love the title. Great yeah, title. Great title. Um, so tell us a little Our bit about the book, for Dummies, right? <laughs> yeah, and and if you tell us a little bit about the book, Sandy has a few questions about that
1: yes so i was approached by wiley brothers who own the uh four dummies franchise so if you remember i think they've got their first start with ms dos for dummies and of oh, right, computer, yeah. computer well they've translated mm-hmm. that formula and their style of book into just about every aspect of life and they did not right. have a barbecue book and so they approached me and asked <laughs> me if i would write barbecue for dummies and so uh that's what i've done and um I think it's going to be a good book. I'm in the final stages of reviewing, and then we'll release it. It's got about 120 recipes in it, uh, but it's really it's really kind of a reference guide for people that are just starting out. Is how to buy a smoker or a grill, what to look for, what's available okay. out there, and then it's you know what what tools do you need, and then what tips right. and tricks, what temperatures are you trying to get to, and what happens to the meat while you're cooking it. And so we go through all of those things. So if you're just starting out in barbecue and you want to learn, it's a nice reference book you could give to a teenager or you could give to an adult uh, that wants to get into barbecue and just doesn't kind of know how. It's a, it's a really a beginner's guide. Very good. And what are a couple of your favorite recipes from the book that you can tell us about? (laughs) Well, it, uh, it was tough for me to come up with 120 recipes. I (laughs) I don't cook 120 different things. We have a, Pretty right. limited menu here at Peg Leg Porker. But it's got some rubs in there and some sauces. And then we do uh even we, we even go, you know, we go into brisket and pork and ribs and what you want to look for and what temperatures you want to take those to. So I think that's probably the best reference and guide that to come out with this book. Oh, very good. It sounds like it would be a very good way for
0: a novice like us to to yeah. learn about barbecuing.
1: It, it would be. It's a good, it's a good beginner's
0: guide. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you know, you know a lot of people. You know, you've owned a business for a while, and a lot of people they have this misconception that oh, business people are rich and all that. Tell us. What it's like running a business on a day-to-day basis? Because I think a lot of people don't understand the stress that it does take, and and nobody really talks about that. And I always, you know, on our show, I want to talk about the struggle side of running things.
1: Sure. Yeah. There's a lot of stress and a lot of uh, uh, a lot of anxiety that comes with opening a restaurant and, and mm-hmm. really running any type of business. Uh right now we have eight different companies, but uh you know the restaurant is our main bread and butter, but we also own a spirits company. We have a clothing line, we have retail and wholesale food, and all of those are born out of the Peg Leg Porker brand. I've started many businesses in the past and I've had some work out and I've had some fail. So I have certainly been on a roller coaster of ups and downs and the highs and the lows and uh, if you don't have the stomach for it it's it's something that you probably shouldn't do. And people people asked me about the restaurant business and I said, you know, the restaurant business just like any other business, you gotta make a profit and you gotta you gotta know what you're doing and know how to run a business. So you, you can't just run a restaurant because you're a good cook. You need to right. run a restaurant because you're a good business person and you yeah, understand yeah. the economics of what you're doing. Most restaurants that you see fail are people who can cook great. They just didn't know how to run a business.
0: They uh, couldn't right. see the
1: bottom line and where their profitability was or was not. And so um, there's a lot of sleepless nights, you know, and, and a lot of work. When we first opened, I was here at the restaurant literally every hour that it was open and, and then more hours that it wasn't. And so I worked every single shift. Uh, I worked every single job that this restaurant has. Uh, I've done it all. and And we built this from from an old cinder block warehouse building into uh, into what's now, you know, 12,000 square feet. And, uh, uh, you know, it's been a struggle, but I've had some great team members along the way. And, you know, we, we worked to create a buzz before we opened, and then we've worked hard to maintain that buzz uh, throughout the years. It's not an easy thing to do. Uh, you always, um, you're always worried uh, mm-hmm. You've got people's lives in your hands, their livelihoods. And so um, you don't just have to worry about you and your family. I've got, you know, I've got 30 other families to worry about and making sure that they can make a good living and that they're being taken care of. Uh, they're like family to me. And so mm-hmm. um, we do everything that we can in our power to make sure that they're taken care of and that they have a safe and comfortable place to work and um you know, that, that's what we uh, that's what we feel like we need to be doing. And the, the, the biggest stress these days is today's cancel culture. And oh, uh, right. you're yeah. going to have the wrong opinion or say the wrong thing, and you're going to get one huge group of people that try and put you out of business. And, yep. uh, yes. You know, COVID has been stressful, um, And but we'll make it through that. Uh, yeah. I worry about... Uh, I worry about what's going on right now socially in our country Yeah. Uh, yes. and as far as the cancel culture and them shutting down good businesses overnight uh, because yep. they don't that's, like, something, they that's don't like scary. what somebody had to say.
0: Right. And, and, and the sad part is you could have an employee that says something on social media and you don't even agree with it,
1: mm-hmm. but yet
0: you're going to be the one that they try to shut down.
1: That is a hundred percent correct. So
0: because of that, do you have like social media policies for your employees out of curiosity?
1: Uh, We don't particularly for our, I mean, we have code of conduct for our employees. Yeah. I don't know that we've gone into their social media posts. If we see something that comes up on their social media posts that we don't think is appropriate, then we might take action and say, hey, look, you know, I'm not, you've got your, 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 a first-minute right to freedom of speech, but sure. but we need to you need to be mindful that as an employee or as a face of this business, you you, you got to watch what you say. So yeah, mm-hmm. there's a fine line there between telling your employees what they can and can't post uh, if it doesn't relate to your business. And so yeah. we don't want to impinge on anybody's freedoms. Exactly. Uh, at the same time, we don't want people out there uh, doing inflammatory things on the web, and we've seen it we we've we've seen it with friends of the restaurants that were supporters of ours, yeah that you know have come out and said something and then sort of tried to throw us into the mix and we've had <laughs> oh, <that>. no. <laughs> not only are we not part of that argument, but you're not welcome here with that attitude, so yeah you
0: know, right you know, I mean that,
1: that has happened.
0: And it gets so tough out there, like you said, with the cancel culture, because, again, Mm -hmm. you got to watch everything you say. you got to. It's like you're walking on pins and needles at all times. And and, and, you know, and like you said, you you may not even know you said something in a way that's inappropriate. And it may not even. And when you grew up a certain way, then that comes out. And like, you know, just being Southern right now, I think sometimes can be taken the wrong way.
1: Yes, it can. And, you know, and I. People that know me will tell you I'm a very opinionated person, and I have, <laughs> I've never been uh, one to shy away from saying how I feel. Yeah. So I wrote yeah. an open letter to the mayor and the city council about our property tax increase, mm-hmm. and that, that went viral. And, oh, um, wow. Oh, wow. But as a result, on something that I would say is a very bipartisan issue, uh, I had people write hateful articles about me. I had uh, Redditors get on there and absolutely trash me and my restaurant. Oh, wow. Wow. We got doxxed. We had them publishing my addresses. And um, so that type of stuff is scary. And that was a, and let me tell you, that wasn't a controversial issue. (laughs) That was about, (laughs) you know, 34% Thirty percent right. property tax increase. If you, can't <coughs> find oh, that's that, crazy. you know about not wanting that increase. I don't know what right. the world, Nashvillians, can agree on if they can't agree. <laughs> that was a bad move,
0: especially yes. in the middle of a pandemic. At that, it's yes. yes, wrong. I mean, I mean, team. how do you raise taxes that much in the middle of a pandemic? I mean, and and on top of that, you're shut. There's they had you shut down. Oh, so, yeah. so you couldn't oh, yeah. do. You couldn't really do business. And they're raising your taxes. That makes. And they no didn't
1: sense. Pro- and they didn't prorate those taxes for the weeks they
0: had it shut down. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> go figure. Um, yeah. And I'm glad a lot of this is coming out because I want people to understand that as a business owner, there's so many thoughts that go through your head. You're not just rolling in the dough, people. Because a lot of people they think that oh, if somebody's got a little bit of money or what, or they see them everywhere. They're living this great life, but there's so much stress that goes along with not just running a business, but a restaurant. I've got friends of mine who who have told me they've tried the restaurant business years ago and they'll never do it again. That's that rough and that
1: (laughs) It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody.
0: (laughs) Now that we talked a little bit about that side of it, let's talk about the glory side. You know, when you look at through your chef career and your restaurant ownership what are some moments where you can look back and you're like wow you know we got to participate in that or we, or we got to do that
1: oh sure A barbecue has taken me places that i never thought that it would ever take me i, I it's it's amazing to me and um i, I never cease to be amazed at uh, some of the um some of the attention that we get we've been on about I don't know, 30, 32 TV shows. And um, I've had them fly me to Australia to cook barbecue, to Spain to (laughs) cook barbecue. I think this year I'm going to be going to Norway to cook barbecue. And who'd have thought, you know, that cooking pigs would uh, (laughs) would (laughs) take you around the world? Yeah. Um, Yeah. But uh, it's been, it's been a fun ride. And that all uh, is, you know, that all seems very glamorous. And, and you know, I have people that will come up and say, hey, man, I you know, I see what you're doing, and I think I could do that, and I want to do that. But what they haven't seen is the, the side of the work and the stress and the debt and the responsibility, you know, that comes yeah. with it. I had a friend come to me, you know, about wanting to start a restaurant, and he says, you know, I think I got a similar personality on that. And, and he does. He's a great guy. But, you know, when I said, I said, well, here's what I want you to do. Here's a spreadsheet. I want you to go and I want you to write down every recipe you have. I want you to go meet with a food service rep. I want you to find out what everything costs. I want you to break it down by the ounce. And then I want you to come back and tell me exactly what every recipe costs to put on that plate. And then you need to figure in your labor and you need to figure in your overhead and all of that. And if you'll go take the time to do all of that, and we can continue our conversation about you opening a restaurant. But if you uh, think it's just standing in your dining room, shaking hands, and being friendly to people, then you got a wrong impression about this business. That this, is an aside. That's something yep, that comes later. Mm-hmm. And I so, want, um, you know, you got to spend the time and the work. The reason that we've been successful at Peg Leg Porker is because I have failed uh, several times in the past, but I have taken something away from every one of those failures. And learned a lesson, and mm-hmm. that's helped me be successful in this business. And when we went into this business, we were very prepared. I had met with multiple restaurant tours. I had met with multiple food service reps. I had calculated every recipe. I had met with CPA. I met with CPAs. I met with real estate professionals. Everybody, and uh, I just went down the line and just crossed every T and dotted every I. And uh, ultimately, that led to our success here. And continued success. And now I've got a, a great team that executes on a daily basis. And without those people, we would not be able to continue to succeed.
0: Now, speaking of teams, I always like to talk about the team, because as you know, as a business owner, you're only as good as your team. And so if you want to take a few moments, just to tell us about some of your team members that, that really go above and beyond.
1: Sure. I've got uh, I've got my Two GMs, uh, Steve Dresch, who's also a pit master, uh, has been cooking with me. He started cooking with me probably 12 years before I ever opened the restaurant. He was the first employee I hired. He was a welder by trade.
0: Oh, wow. And I taught oh. him
1: how to cook barbecue. And now he's one of the best pit masters in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he's also uh, my original GM. Um, we brought on another fellow, Layton Hilbert, uh, who is uh, one of my GMs as well. And he does an excellent job. Layton's always doing something. He's always cleaning her. He's always organizing. He's always thinking of some way that he can improve this business. And he treats it, both of those guys treat this like it's their own. And um, that's what you want in a great team member. I've got Mario Milazzo, who's been with me since day one. I've got Eric Davis, who's working the pits, who's been with me since day one. And both of them have a, you know, they, they have a feeling. Of ownership in this place and pride in where they work uh, to make sure that they do an amazing job. Everywhere. <laughs> and so, usually, when we have employees here, they stay here for the long term. We try and treat them the way that they need to be treated and with respect and dignity. And um, we want them to feel good about what we do here. And, and so, we also, everybody gets involved in charity work that we do. With, oh, wow. with organizations like Operation Barbecue Relief. And, yeah. you know, this year we fed uh, over 35,000 hungry Nash billions, uh in conjunction with Operation Barbecue Relief. And that's a good feeling. And we that's a way to be uh, an integral part of your community is making sure that those that are less fortunate than you uh, get a hand up and uh, have an opportunity. And we work a lot with Room in the Inn, who is also <laughs> our neighbor and they do yeah. great work and and melanie and her team uh are are really uh, great neighbors and um and we like to partner with them when we have the chance
0: that is really awesome you yes. know speaking of team members we've got a nine-year-old little boy that we let that come on and ask yeah, a question it's a
1: third code, so yeah. our
0: third host so she's gonna go game real him. quick all we've right, got I'm a, good. and we got a 23-month-old little daughter that when she gets older she'll be plugged into all of our shows too because we oh, are a family affairs show
1: Thank you. Yeah. That's
0: right. we definitely we believe in involving like our main show, the Chris and Sandy show. We've done over three, three hundred and thirty something interviews in the last year or so. Wow. Um, he's been on most of them.
1: Well, all three of my children have worked here at the restaurant <coughs> and uh, and they've learned the barbecue business from the ground up. And my oldest is about to go down to Huntsville and do a pop up down there. Oh, so wow. With a little small barbecue place, and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> okay.
0: So, how are hi, you today? Car- so how are you today? So, uh, hi, Carrie. So, uh, what's your favorite food?
1: Well, I love barbecue, but I also <laughs> love a great steak.
0: Mm-hmm. So, oh,
1: yeah. uh, when you cook barbecue every day, you don't always want to eat it every day. So, I, I really like to cook a big steak.
0: <laughs> awesome. And what's yours? Pizza.
1: Oh, I love pizza, too. I just got me a pizza oven. I made pizza <laughs> this week for the first time in that thing. It was great.
0: Are you cooking some barbecue pizza?
1: Oh, we do barbecue pizzas. Yeah, they're dynamite. <laughs>
0: yeah, we love barbecue, yeah, we pizza. Love barbecue pizza. That's yeah. good. Oh,
1: yeah. Not many people here in town serve it or serve it correctly.
0: Oh, wow. Right. Uh, and it's probably different because you're the barbecue master, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so he's got one more question. So, what's your favorite TV show?
1: My favorite TV show, um, I you know I I, uh, I think uh, uh, my favorite TV show right now is probably Succession on HBO. <laughs> it's a it's about a, a it's about a family that owns a big media conglomeration, and uh, and they. Uh, they're ruthless. And so it's it's fun to watch and see how how they're going to treat each other next. Wow. I will have to what, check that one out. What's
0: yours? Mine is SpongeBob.
1: Oh, yeah. I like SpongeBob, too. I like SpongeBob. I was a big <clears throat> Muppets fan when I was your age. I love the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: So bye, thanks.
1: Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you. It's nice to meet you. It's nice to meet yep. you,
0: too. Try to get him used to the camera a little bit.
1: There
0: you go. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like I said, we've got a 23 month old little daughter that, yes. that she's already a little diva. So we oh, know she is. <laughs> <That> is great. <laughs> and we're like, right. She's
1: the boss. She's kind of the, house, the boss. And
0: she's about to be two years old, the 27th of this month. Yes. Oh Wow. <clears throat> yeah. What's funny about that is that, you know, I'm 49 years old and got a two year old and all my friends, their, their kids are in college and yeah, it's like we really are just getting started
1: god bless you i'm, I'm 51 and my youngest is 19. <laughs> I <see. Yeah.
0: clears throat> so how what is the business and restaurant climate like in nashville
1: you know it's a bit, it, it's it's tense right now um the climate is fairly tense just because of the nature of COVID and Mm-hmm. And what's happened, and everybody, you know, so many businesses are down in revenues, and of course, being close to your to downtown, and until these offices open back up, you know, it's probably going to remain tense. And so we're yeah. hoping that
0: mm-hmm.
1: we're hoping that in uh, May and June and July that that will that those offices will go back online, yeah. And, uh, we'll fill the downtown up again, and people will be traveling again.
0: Right, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> So um what's something that's happened to you through barbecue that kind of um that was like a mistake, you know. I love to hear stories where things happen and you're like you know, there's nothing you could do, but it just happened.
1: Um gosh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's hard to say. I you know, I've had a grease fire in a pit. That just happened, it wasn't even oh, fun. <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> I like you to can... say if you You're not really a pit master unless you've had at least one good grease fire. Uh, (laughs) It's going to happen soon. In this business, it'll happen sooner or later. Uh, Mm -hmm. I just hope it's not too
0: bad. Yeah. I always like to hear the story of where things went wrong. So that's a really cool one. So Uh, what's next for you?
1: Well, we are um, right now we're under construction in the nations with Brindle Smoking Oasis. And that's uh-huh. our newest venture. That will be a uh, a Texas style barbecue restaurant over in the Nations. But it's an old gas station with a triangular yard, and so oh, it'll wow. be really cool because there'll be a lot of outdoor space and turf oh, and games, and uh, there'll be a snack bar out there for the kids where they can get burgers and dogs, as well as uh, oh, a awesome. hang out with their parents. And uh, people can walk to it. It'll be. We hope it'll be a nice new uh, neighborhood gathering spot.
0: love that so as we come to a close here tell everybody how they can either get your book or reach out to you you know and go to your restaurants
1: well you can go and pre-order the book uh, barbecue for dummies on amazon right now and then i think it's going to have about an april release date and then if you want to come and see us we're at 903 gleaves street in the gulch uh here in nashville right off of eighth avenue so uh, uh you can check us out you can uh you can come to the restaurant. You can check us out online. And uh, uh, then you can also buy our bourbon uh, in most oh, wow. liquor stores around Nashville and around Tennessee. And then we're in eight states total with that.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Love uh, that. You know, yeah. we really enjoyed having you on the show today. And we definitely look forward to having you back down the road to see kind of some updates. Yeah. All
1: right. Well, Chris and Sandy, thank you for having me. Y'all have a great day and have a great weekend. Oh, um,
0: Same.